0: Welcome to the Peak City Podcast, where your hosts, Shane Reese, Leif Jensen,
1: Alexis Jensen,
0: and I'm Nick Bryant,
1: Heather Taylor, and I'm Amber Keister. Today on the podcast, Heather and I are talking with John Pierce and Jeff and Meredith Kromenhock, the folks behind the new Tap Station Brewery. And we're psyched. You forgot to say that. Oh, yeah. And we're really psyched. psyched. (laughs) I have been
2: driving by the TAP station. as I live right down here, so right downtown. So I drive by as
1: often as possible, and it looks so cool. So anyway, go ahead, Amber. All right. So we are going to chat about TAP station in just a sec. Oh, okay. i got to wait a minute. Yeah. But first, the three of you have a history of launching successful restaurants in the Triangle. John with Mason Jar in uh, Holly Springs in Fuquay Verena, and Jeff and Meredith with Scratch Kitchen here in Apex, and also a new one in Cary. Can you just tell us briefly about your hospitality background and a little bit about your partnership?
0: Sure, Meredith and I uh, moved up here about four years ago from the Virgin Islands. Down there, we owned 12 different restaurants. A few hurricanes uh, kind of upended us a little bit, and we decided to come up to North Carolina. My brother lived here, and we had three kids under the age of five at the time. And just as a great community, great, great spot to raise kids. So we thought we'd give it a shot.
2: Were you from the Virgin Islands?
0: I lived there for 20 years.
2: Wow. I was there for 10. Good for you guys. And you wanted to come to North
1: Carolina. All right,
0: yeah. awesome.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, how did the two of you meet John?
0: We met through a mutual friend and he introduced us just because we both are in the restaurant business. We met for a beer and then that five minute meeting turned into like a two hour conversation just about (laughs) restaurants and philosophies and um, culture that we believe in. And we just clicked.
2: I think y'all met before we actually physically moved here.
0: Yeah, it was like six months before
3: y'all moved and we were talking concepts and just having beers together and hanging out. and. Uh, yeah, it just kind of became a, a partnership.
1: Well, thanks, Jeff, for telling us a little bit about your background. Um, how about you, John? I know that you've just been in restaurants for a while. And I love the story about how you guys, you and your wife started Mason Jar.
3: Yeah, so I went to NC State for entrepreneurship. And after my wife and I got married, we opened uh, Mason Jar in Holly Springs. We just celebrated seven years at that location. <laughs> and we have the Mason Jar in Fuquay as well. And then we have our brewery um, on the Verena side of Fuquay Verena.
2: And so the partnerships though are are you guys are partners in Scratch and you'll be partners in Tap Station?
3: Uh yeah, it's all one one big partnership now in Mason okay. Jar, Scratch, Tap Station. We've kind of decided that we're better as a team going forward and our skill sets really complement each other and carrying the burden with the three and four of us is better than one.
2: That makes sense, especially if you agree on culture and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So can you describe a little bit about the TapStation concept?
0: I'll let you take that one. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. It says brain Yeah. Well, um, so when we were opening Scratch, we'd drive by every day that rundown old gas station. And I just, I, I kind of fell in love with the piece of property and I put on my detective hat and tried to figure out who owned it, searched all Wake County dot gov files, and I actually got the cell phone for the sister of the owner of the property and just sparked a conversation. From that moment, you know we figured out how we could purchase the, the land. And then once we did that, then we had to figure out what we could do to make it, what kind of concepts we wanted to go there. And brewery was was the winner. Mason Jar uh, brews all the lagers for Mason Jar Lager Company. And so we decided that we'll do everything but lagers there. So we'll do all ales, IPAs, and every other kind of beer that you can beer, brew that's not a lager. Fortuitously, it worked out because loggers take twice as long to brew. So, in a smaller brew pub, it'll uh, it'll work out that we'll be able to brew those on a smaller system, be able to turn them over quicker. And all the loggers, we don't gotta reinvent the wheel with those recipes. And so, we'll serve mason jar lager loggers there as well as all of our beers. We'll probably have at least twenty beers on tap at all times.
2: Oh, sounds awesome. And can I just before you yeah. say your thing? What was it about the Holton Sons property that you liked so much?
0: I don't know. It was uh, it was just this. It's the gateway to downtown Apex, and I thought it was like it has so much potential with 55 right there and Salem Street, and it just there's something about it, and it, it's kind of working out, and we're we're really happy with the way that the design came out because we're keeping the automotive and old garage theme and feel all throughout it all the decorations and decor is everything is has been picked locally in north carolina um, nothing is a reproduction everything is an authentic whether it's an old oil can that we're using as light pendants or it's actual a truck on the roof that's a table and everything is between 1940 to 1965 in that era we have old uh what are those things for the like how you design a car and how old mechanics would actually go and fix a car mm-hmm. there's we have templates of those that are going to be on the wall so you can actually look at it and you, and it's amazing how you know with a few wrenches and stuff back then you could fix anything in the car
2: it was i I was scrolling through your facebook page today and just looking at the photos of the decor and it looks really cool i know you're using bash and lola yeah i had never heard of them but the taps there and the lights that you're using with the front of the vehicles um can you tell us a little bit about how you ran into them and how you started deciding to work with them Jeff found them on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> really?
0: Yeah. It's, it's a creepy thing where you talk about something and all of a sudden it pops up in your feed. And <laughs> oh, that's
2: awesome. Yeah. <laughs> in this case, it was awesome. And, not yeah, totally and scary.
0: so I, I thought, you know, I'll just, I'll shoot him a message and see what happens. And him and I just clicked. He's this really eccentric, like really Super creative, creative, yeah. cool guy that is like just so into cars and, and everything automotive and art and that kind of stuff. And, and so it started off with one project, you know, can what, what do you think you can do with that? And it just morphed into another one and another one and another one. And I mean, he's probably has probably a good 30 different projects throughout the tap station. And when I say 30, like one project could be 90 different lights. So that's just one that's right. So it's like one project is we have three fronts of cars that are mounted to the walls. And they have were, lights in them, right? The I lights did, work.
2: That, that I was and, watching him make that. I'm like, that is so
0: cool. So yeah, there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff that it's going to be kind of experiential dining. Like you're going to be able to look everywhere in there and be like, oh, huh, wow. <laughs> so we're really focused on details.
1: He, he also, he knew that Jeff was a Steelers fan. So when he was doing the the roof of the truck on our roof, he found old authentic his first Steelers beer cans because he, he did old beer cans oh. to, to cover the roof. From my
2: video City. I saw him. Yeah, I saw him. T- I didn't know exactly what he was doing with the can openers and I didn't catch exactly what was going on. But that makes that totally makes sense. And did you have to keep this is a little bit off the decor topic. But before we move to the next thing, did you have to keep a certain amount of the facade of Holton Sons or did you just decide that you wanted to do that?
0: A little of both. Um, it was the building is on the historic registry. So we we had to keep a lot of it. Throughout the the process, there we found asbestos on the roof and stuff. So less was kept, not by our choice, but by what we just had to do to, to uh, get rid of the asbestos and clear up some of the walls and and stuff like that. But we wanted to keep the look as well, so it was like we weren't really forced into that corner. It, it was a it worked out well for us.
1: Probably part of
2: you loving the property yeah. was, was the facade of that. So that that's awesome. Yeah.
1: Well. That sounds great. I love what you said about the experiential dining and just being in there. I'm sure that before we leave that topic is, our kids going to be able to come? Because I just think that that kids would just love, be really interested in that.
3: So we'll actually have a place structure, a fenced-in area with a big sand area and stuff for for kids. All of our locations are family-friendly and we have kids ourselves. And this area is just so family-focused and and we want to cater to that for sure. and, And So we've made these really cool spaces. We have a bocce ball area and that adults can be at, and right next to that is the the play area for kids.
2: That is fantastic. That is awesome. I know
1: as a parent, that's... That's important. Lovely. Yes. (laughs) So, Jeff, you spoke a little bit about the great location of the property and also that it's the gateway to downtown Apex. So little bit about how this will add to the appeal of downtown you know does downtown play devil's advocate does downtown apex need another brew pub more beer yes (laughs) (laughs) never too much beer never too much beer (laughs) well so i was part of the steering committee for the downtown plan and there was a lot of the feedback from the community at large was more in downtown apex more be it boutiques be it restaurants be it you know, jewelry, anything to draw people to Apex. People love downtown Apex, but it's, you know, it's kind of limited in land mass. And so what the plan ideally is, is to extend it to the, ed- to the edge of 55
3: and Salem Street. And what that's... We're hoping to start that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I think your, your term is the gateway to downtown is perfect because when you come off 55 right now, it's a little bit of a dead zone until you hit, mm-hmm. until you hit the really cool downtown spot. So I, I think- would answer
3: the question a little differently. I think okay. Apex needs more gathering places. So I think that that's like what we found at Scratch that's Mm -hmm. um, done so well is that it's a really great place to just spend time and to have some drinks and um, people meet other people here all the time. And so what we do as a company is we create gathering places, whether that's a brewery, a restaurant, whatever. Um, And I think Apex could use more of that in, in downtown.
1: I'm assuming it has a little more parking too
3: we do have parking yes uh, we have parking on site we're hoping i mean the, the best problem for restaurants to have is a full parking lot right um we there is a ton of street level parking as well um it's a, a walkable distance from yeah. you know public parking in downtown um but we
0: do have parking yes yeah, that is one of the biggest questions we get is what about parking? What about parking? Because when you drive by, it's just full of construction vehicles and they're park wonky and, and so it takes up the whole spot. But we'll have um, almost 50 spots on site between the tap station and downtown. On There's 52 street parking spots. And a lot of people don't even realize that the church is public parking other than Sundays.
2: Oh, so people can park. So, oh, and that's right
0: there as well. So that's another advantage for, for being the, the downtown. So you can walk here, walk there. Um, and when Meredith was talking as she was in the steering committee, that's the long term goal is to make, is to extend downtown all the way to us where, I mean, it wasn't too extended to us, but just that's extended That's the way it's working yeah. <laughs> out. Um, there's pretty grand plans. Like the gas station across in one of their renditions was a boutique hotel. And then we want more shops on the way down. So hopefully.
2: That'll be the thing, bringing people downtown. I mean, even further down. And I know there's a lot of new construction homes and things out past 55. So it will be a nice walking distance from that end too. That's really cool. So how will this one be different from your existing restaurants?
3: It's definitely different in concept, but not in culture. We try to create places that are great places to work as well as to go um, as customers. It's very different in just the vibe in general of, you know, at a full service sit down restaurant, you go, you put your name on the, on the wait list and you get a table. Um, this is very much more come and go as you please. Um, so it's a much larger facility. We do have a full menu as well. People can order at their tables. We really want it to be that just all about gathering place.
2: And is all that outside area last I drove by was still there. Mm-hmm. So is that all going to be seating outside?
3: Yeah. So there's seating all along the front inside that wall. Um, and then upstairs, there's, you know, the second bar upstairs, as well as the outdoor patio space. Downstairs, there's dining as well. And the brewery is split between upstairs and downstairs. So wherever you are in the concept, you are part of that brewing process, too.
2: What about the bourbon? So, <laughs> Thank you. Heather. I, I was going to ask that. <laughs> I saw the sign that it said, um, I think, burger...
0: Brewery, um, burgers, and bourbon. Burger.
2: Bourbon. That's it. The three B's. So is there going to be bourbon tasting or is there going to be any bourbon education going on or what's the bourbon part?
3: So our goal is to have at least 150 whiskeys on hand um, and as many of those bourbon or corn base as possible. We do plan on having, you know, a, a social club attached to the brewing process, the beer side, um, like we have it at Mason Jar. And part of that will entail some bourbon experiences as well.
2: Fantastic. I'm just starting to appreciate bourbon. So your
1: timing
3: is <laughs> We can stables. help with that. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm counting on you. <laughs> yeah, I love the,
1: the bourbon classes. I love bourbon, but I don't know anything about it. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier that you guys just opened Scratch and Carry about a year ago, almost exactly a year ago. So you've been expanding steadily. So I know you're really involved in this project now, but but what's next for you guys? Franchising? I mean, what's the big picture? Ironically, you're sitting in it. Oh, really? Oh, wow. What is this? Awesome.
0: So this is the space right next to Scratch Apex in the tobacco mule building. We took this over in january but we're working on with architects and stuff and we're going to turn this into more of a cocktail lounge i love it so yeah like in, we want really like a relaxed setting with couches a cocktail bar
2: desserts
0: charcuterie like- boards desserts those kind of things that you feel comfortable just spending
3: time enjoying drinks and you don't feel rushed in and out And
2: yeah any music Maybe. Okay. I don't Why like do you it.
3: play? No,
1: but I listen. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: and I like cocktails, so. There
1: you go. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea of it really ties in with your mission of creating gathering spaces mm-hmm. for people in the community and bringing people together. So I just, is it going to be... Scratch adjunct, or do you have any fun names yet?
3: Uh, we're, we're still toying around with that, uh, but it is definitely going to be attached to Scratch in, in most ways, so much so that if you're sitting here, you can get a table over there and transfer everything over, that kind of thing, to make it a really seamless process. And we'll have this whole outdoor space as well. Um, we'll be redesigning that so both outdoor spaces. will have a window at the bar where you can walk up and actually order at the bar as well.
1: Oh, I
2: love it. I love it. More to look forward
1: to. <laughs> so was there anything else that you guys wanted to tell us about Tap Station or the new cocktail bar? I'm just excited about both projects. No, we're excited to bring them to life. Yeah. It's been... We're- The tap station has been a long time coming since everything shut down for COVID and everything. It's Mm -hmm. been, what, three years in the making? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Um, Okay.
3: Yeah, we started construction March 2020 and stopped March 2020 and restarted in May of 21. So, yeah.
2: A little bit of a pause in there.
3: Yeah. If anybody's listening to this and wants a server, bartender, cook job, come find us. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) You're hiring. Yeah. We have to open and... Uh, April and May. That
2: was my next question. All right, great. Well, we look forward to seeing you guys there and we hope everyone who's listening gets a chance to come
1: enjoy uh, one of your gathering spaces, whether it's here or down at tap station. All right. Well, thank you so much, Meredith, Jeff, and John. This has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you.
2: Thank
3: you. Thank you. Nice